Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 136. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the award-winning and internationally celebrated children's book author and illustrator, Arthur Strangekin. Arthur! Woo! How are you doing? Good and you? Good. And so congratulations. Um, I've discovered you through our, our uh, the, the mutual uh, connection we have with Bethany Stahl, who just did her first annual self-pubby awards um, back in December. And, uh, and, then, and then on there, you won, yeah, you won the award on there from the self-pubby awards. And through that, checked out your book. And I got to tell you, it was, uh, it was fun. And, and, uh, before we got on the air, I I was reading that book to uh, uh it was the the bedtime story that I was doing for um uh for my two little ones. So definitely folks who are listening or watching, um check out the book, Not a Fox. Um you can get it right at strangekin strangekinpress.com, correct? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted it's like the 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 book itself is such a fun, fun book. Um, and what I want us to do is first kind of like jump, jump right into it and kind of talk about, uh, talk about kind of like your background, Arthur, how you got into writing the children's book, um, and how you kind of, and then what we'll do is we can start talking about how you, you went through the scripting and, and then, and the, the, the scripting of it, the storyboarding of it and all that kind of stuff. And maybe we'll provide some good advice for folks out there who are looking to um, publish their own children's book. So um, j- j- tell us a bit about that, Arthur, how did you kind of uh, uh, get to, get to writing the book? Sure. Um, <laughs> where to start? <laughs> Uh, so, so like, do you wanna do you wanna know like how I came to I don't know like like thinking about the career? Sure. Or yeah. Like just yeah. just the book, right? Yeah. No, did the career well, too? How you whole, got into that? Every yeah. See the, the thing. okay. Yeah. So it all started when I was born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but I will take you back at least very short story on primary school, high school, and then after that, right? So. Um, so in primary school, I knew that I was a good artist, but I was a bit rebellious in that. So I was that kid that like people knew could do good arts, mm. but I also would do my own thing a lot. Right. So, okay. And I have a, I have a specific example of like, you know, the teacher had asked us to do a, a chameleon. And a tortoise, and I can't remember what else I did this to, but I, I had a phase where I liked, I think it was like a Coca-Cola ad or something on TV. Yeah. And I had a phase where I would like do the assignments, but I would like put sunglasses on the character and make them hold a Coca-Cola, like have a Coke and a smile, you know? <laughs> so like the teacher would be like, you know, they look at it and go, yeah, this is good, but this is not what I asked for. <laughs> so I would get like, B's and C's, you know, but like, yeah, I didn't care. Because like the reaction of the rest of the class was awesome. 
You know, they'd be like, what are you doing? It looks cool, but there's all of the teacher art. I'd be like, ah, whatever, it's fine, right? <laughs> so anyway, so then I started sketching and I kind of sketched randomly here and there. Um, then the next funny story about me was uh, in, in high school. So in high school, I thought to myself, okay, cool, I'll take art because I like art. Um, so I think it's what grade eight and grade nine, you're supposed to do 10 subjects that included arts. And then in grade 10, you, you choose your, um, six subjects, right? So one of those could have been art for me. Um, but like my experience of grade eight and grade nine, like I did not understand how the art teacher would score stuff. Cause like to me, like, like you might, you make art from the heart, right? And you make it to move people. Right. So like I would like do that um, and I'd submit it and, and I'd get like marked against criteria that I really just didn't understand. So, so in a weird move for me, like I, I didn't take art in high school, which was, I don't know, like maybe a bad choice. I have no idea because I kind of like died for a good couple of years because then I joined uh, after high school. I tried some stuff at university, didn't do so well there, um, started working at a bank. Uh, luckily, I had an art-related opportunity at the bank where I started developing e-learning. So that's like online training, right? Um, and, and in there, I had a, a chance to get into design. And, and then that was kind of my career for like seven years, just doing uh, working in learning and development and doing okay. e-learning development, right? Right. So there is where I got the opportunity to learn about, uh, to learn how to use uh, like Illustrator and InDesign, the Adobe stuff. Um, anyway, so then, uh, I kind of got, I feel like I got burnt out cause I'm like, I'm like the type of person that when I get work, uh, you know, I, I put my all into it. Right. So I kind of burnt out on that career and I decided I needed like a life change and whatever. Um, yeah, fast forward to probably three years ago, I quit my job and I thought, let me let me make an effort towards this whole picture book thing. So so this brings me to, and I really hope that I have some advice for other authors because this is my first book, and it took me. I have to tell you, I I, I maybe have like like a very basic but but uh, like sort of lesson for other other artists that probably has nothing to do with the actual illustration or the making of the book. But like during those three years, I feel like I spent the majority of the time fighting with myself about, uh, I don't know, just like motivation to do it and mm. getting over, um, I don't know, procrastination and getting over, uh, you know, imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. If, if I looked at the book itself, I feel like it took, and again, this is like I like I said earlier before the call. Like, I'm really bad with dates, <laughs> so I'm gonna rough it out for you. Uh, I feel like it took between three and six months to oh, wow. do this book, um, and that's because I had a whole bunch of things going on in between. I really don't know. I think next time when I when I do the next book, I'm gonna start tracking it uh, to check the actual timing, right? Right. Um, but yeah, that was and that was like what, middle of last year. So what I have been doing for the rest of the time, I really can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, I was contracting and stuff, you know, I still got to keep the lights on. Right. Um, but yeah, did that answer your question? It, it did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Okay. Uh, so, so talk to us a bit about as well as, uh, so this is, like I said, this is self-published and what were some of the steps that you had to do? Um, you know, we, you know, uh, for those, re for those folks out there that would say, Hey, I got a book. I don't know what to do with it. I, I, I put it together. Um, Arthur, help me out. What do I, how did you get that? How'd you get those stars on there? How'd you get, how did you, how'd you get people to read it? How did you submit it to, uh, you know, to places to get noticed? Whew. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, so, 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 it's funny that you asked that because that's actually a, a weak spot that I have come to realize. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I'm very happy with the book. I'm mm. very happy with the way that it was written and uh, uh, especially for my like first illustrated uh, sort of product, like I'm very happy with it. Right. Uh, I definitely think there's, there's areas of improvement, but I, I have no doubt that, um, you know, with every book, like I'll learn more and I'll get better and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things that was really exposed for me during this process was that I suck at the marketing side. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm part of like um, children's books groups on Facebook and I kind of like, you know, check their, you know, the conversations going on and whatever and whatnot. And just, uh, I, I suppose that that was also uh, some of the stuff that I was doing during that like three to six months is, is, is looking at, um, you know, how I can get the word out there. Right. So I don't know if I have advice for other people because I feel like I've, I've, I've sucked at it, you know? Right. Um, I submitted it to the South Puppies. Um, I did a couple of other things that were unfortunately like paid for, you know? So I'm sure you've heard of that, about that before. There's a lot of paid for sort of marketing where uh, I don't know, like you pay 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever. And, you know, people will share it on their social medias and all that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't feel like I got a lot of um, sort of mileage out of those things. Okay. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> really bad answer to your question. But, uh, but just, just to follow on from that, uh, it's, it's funny, like in the, in the past, so I made a decision at the end of last year to really start to focus on that. Um, and the decision back then was to, to start building my own audience. Cause that's what I was noticing was a lot of the paid for marketing stuff was really just saying, here's a paywall upfront right. for you to access my audience. And that, that really, you know, that can only go so far. Uh, and look, I do, I do have to mention that there are a lot of self-published authors that do really, really well with, uh, you know, feet to the pavement, pound the pavement, whatever you want to call it, talk right. to a lot of people, um, you know, run the whole social media campaign thing. Uh, I know I'm bad at all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, all you got to do is go to my Instagram. I've got like one post right now. <laughs> um, so I know, I know. I'm, I'm very introverted. Um, I know it's something that I do have to get better at, but uh, so the yeah, so the decision that I made at the end of last year was to 
um, sort of work on my website a bit more, work on the blog, start pulling some traffic in so right. that I can build my own uh, mailing list and my own audience. That has since shifted. <laughs> so so in, it's funny, in the last two weeks, um, I've kind of gone through uh, like a completely different sort of change. So, so that stuff is still on the books for this year. Right. Um, but what's kind of come up as a new idea that I want to focus on uh, right now in the beginning of the year is <laughs> literally in the last like two weeks, I, I had how many? I think three book ideas and like a 10 book series. And it's like the craziest thing because part of the decision to focus on the blog was like, okay, I'm not going to write anymore <laughs> until I get at least, you know, this much traffic on my website. So I'm going to put all of that down. I'm going to focus on this. And then the ideas start coming, right? <laughs> as soon as you say, I'm not going to do it, then the ideas start coming. So I had a couple <laughs> of ideas there. Then, um, I don't know how I came across this concept, but like I started uh, looking at literary agents, funny enough. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So literary agents uh, are kind of like the pathway to uh, traditional publishing. Um, and yeah, I just figured, you know, it, it appealed a lot to me because it became very clear that because I'm so new to this whole thing, and I'm still contracting on the side, so I don't have that much time. Right. And I want to focus on the book. It became very clear that I needed uh, someone else with a lot more experience than me. Um, you, you know, having said that, I have done a lot of children's book courses. Again, that's probably what I was doing during the three years <laughs> of time that I wasn't writing, was procrastinating by learning from other people. I don't know. It, it was kind of productive, right? Um, but I do have to say, during those courses, uh, they are very scarce on the marketing side of things. Mm. So that's that's what made this whole literary agent thing um, very appealing to me was, uh, you know, there's this, these people, there are these people that have like decades of experience uh, in publishing um, that can advise me that are on my side um, that I can learn a lot from. Like a lot of them, uh, not all of them, but some of them actually have like like uh, like editorial uh, background. So when you submit to them, they'll actually give you changes and revise. Others, it's not all of them. Others will um, kind of just take your book and, and forward it on to publishing houses. Right. Um, yeah. But like I'm looking for that kind of situation. It's not to say, by the way, that that uh, you know I'm I'm leaving. I, I don't want to do self-publishing. It's literally, I've kind of just made this this decision to look at this children's book career as a long-term career. Right. So, yeah. so if, and I want to try everything, right? So, so I'm going to try this literary agent thing, um, try having them submit to publishing houses. Uh, and if it goes badly, it goes badly, you know? I, I know there's a lot of people that look at, you know, going the agents and then the traditional routes as like, having a bunch of hands in your profit. Um, but, you know, one of the decisions I made was to sort of put the learning and the product first before the profit. 
even though I share the same dream that a lot of authors have, which is, you know, to, to sort of make a full-time living from my books, I also realize I've got a lot of learning to do. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so talk to us about, as you mentioned, like, uh, just, uh, the actual process you did. Okay. So, um, like for so first question where did the idea not a fox come from so i i keep a notes on my phone called book ideas yeah. <laughs> and on my one note on on the computer um and yeah they just they just uh I'll, I'll i'll look at random things like i don't i don't really have a set process and i don't think uh like ideation mm. should be set right. um you know, I think you go through life and you'll see an Instagram post or you'll see a book on a shelf or you'll hear a song or you'll, uh, you know, someone will say something funny and it'll spark something. And then you take that thing that gets sparked and you immediately put it somewhere so that you don't forget. Uh, and eventually you build like this backlog of stuff that, uh, you know, when you need a book, you just go to this list and there's this whole bunch of stuff that, you just skim through and you, yeah, you just look at whatever sparks inspiration. Um, yeah. And then, so for me, with that list, so that, that gets built all the time, right? So I'll be in the shower or I'll be driving somewhere or I'll see an Instagram post, whatever, and I'll write something in my list. Um, and then I feel like that, that, again, this is just my process, right? Um, I feel like that then goes to like a second round. So there'll be times where I have a block of time and I'll be very excited to sort of use that time for, uh, to go towards children's books. And um, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll just look through that list. And it is, it is a mess. <laughs> that, that, that's why you go to second round, right? So in second round, I'll, I'll just skim through that whole thing and I'll pick out certain things that are, that are, are triggering an inspiration. Uh, and then I'll try to sort of plot something out. You know, um, which is weird for me. I always thought like I was far more visual, but like I always start with the text, mm. uh, at least a rough text. And then from there, if that text is still uh, inspiring me, still like I still have a feeling like there's something there, right. then I'll go to um, the next step, which is sort of thumbnailing out. Um, oh, and I'll show you an example. Super rough. Okay, sure. Um, but uh, so, so I've thumbnailed out one of, you remember I told you there were three that I had, right? So I've thumbnailed out one of them. Okay. Ugh. Bam, can you see, right? There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah, so this, is, this one's about, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. Please, <laughs> <forget> me. <laughs> Um, so this one's about a, a boy and a monster. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what this thing was about. Uh, boy and a monster. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah, this whole book's about the, the boy trying to eat the monster. I mean, the, the monster trying to eat the boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, and he successfully does, but, uh, that's, uh, yeah. I'm not going to share the <laughs> the climax because that'll spoil things. But um, yeah. <laughs> so you so so what you did is like for instance like not a fox. You as you said you kind of like 
storyboarded it out a bit and then um what did you use um for for uh for, for the art itself what did you are, are you a pencil uh pen and paper person or is it all digital how did you put it together oh okay um so i started with pencil and paper uh, okay. to be honest i do not have i mean this is the first one right so i don't i don't have my process nailed down right. I, I am a very process type person um so i kind of jumped hey yeah just yeah this was the first one so i was like jumping back and forth between pencil and paper and uh procreate and my apple pencil okay um so let me just try and remember so so initially it started on paper and pencil then i started uh one procreate file with lots of blocks on a locked layer and then i sketched out everything all the sort of spreads onto okay. one um then then I sort of like side by side worked on the text and the images, which I think is a is is, is kind of an author illustrated thing, you know. Um, so for me, it was very very important to um, sort of leverage the fact that I am an author and an illustrator in one, right? Um, so that I can make the text play off the images, and I can make sure that uh, the images are telling a story that the text isn't telling, but the but that the text is sort of juxtaposing to create like sort of either tension or humor type situations. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So once I was happy with, uh, so then I get, I got the sketches to a place where um, I was happy with it, character design, all that stuff. I have to show you one thing. Oh, sure. So I've got, uh, so I've got three dummies. That I worked on, right? Okay. So you can see. Oh, cool! The, the original fox. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I doing with this? There we go. Yeah. So there's the original fox. Yeah. And the cover, and then you'll see uh, <laughs> the farmer and the chickens were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. Like, yeah, like, like I wish I wish I had, so I had an original uh, design for the, uh, for the farmer where he was like a lot skinnier. Okay. Um, but then somewhere along the line, um, I redesigned him. And this, this, this is actually a prime example of, of me um, sort of editing both the illustration and the text as, as we went on, because this, the text of the story, right? So, right. so there's a point in the book where you confuse, or I'm trying to make the reader confuse, a um, the farmer with the chicken. Mm. So then that had to facilitate me um, designing the farmer in such a way that he kind of looks like a chicken. Right? Ah, so if you look okay. at if you look at like um, this uh, second page that you have open here. So you'll see like his cap is like kind of like a beak. Uh, his uh -huh. legs are like very skinny. His, his body's like round like the chicken and then his like head is like very tall, right? right. Um, so oh, and he's like got chicken. his like gloves in the back pocket too. And he's oh. got his gloves in the back pocket, right? right? So if 
like it's not obvious in the beginning of the book when you're seeing him in the lights, but if you look at his silhouette, like he kind of looks like a chicken. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> right. Oh, we were talking about the process, right? Right. So, so yeah. So then, I got the sketches to a place and the character design to a place where I liked it. Um, and then I kind of packaged it up and uh, I engaged an editor. Uh, shout out to Brooke Vitali. She's awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just, and, and it's just because I, I you know, I, I really, it was my first book. Um, I knew that I was super, super green, super novice. And I didn't want to sort of um, just show it to family and friends and they go, oh, it's amazing. I wanted to show it to someone that like has been in the industry a long time um, and would give me honest feedback, you know? So, so she did uh, my edits, my story, and uh, you know, she had a lot of, a lot of really great feedback. Like, uh, like the one that, the, the one that I loved was, uh, so I originally ended the story with uh, the fox uh, sort of, like the, where the farm had caught the fox and uh -huh. he was, he was like strung up like a crow, right? Like a scarecrow at the end. So that was like his, his final costume change <laughs> where he was captured and the farmer had repurposed him to be a, a scarecrow in the field. Oh. <laughs> so then my wife was like, no, you can't do it. Cause I'd sketched it out and everything. Right. Right. So my, my wife was like, Dude, he looks like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> I was like, no, like, you know, kids are innocent. They're not going to see that, right? They'll just see a scarecrow. Like, I'll dress him up like a scarecrow. Um, and eventually, she kind of won out and Brooke agreed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brooke actually suggested a different ending for the story. So, right. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Right. Oh, so our, our, our mutual friends at Bethany stall just says hello i love hearing that arthur is going to try going to try all avenues with publishing all paths are valid and exciting to hear about it so, awesome yeah Yay. <laughs> she did say your storyboard looks great so yeah great <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool <laughs> so you so as you said you kind of utilize i love the idea that you created those kind of like so those, what did you call those? The those books. What did you call those books again that you made? Those storyboards. Oh, the the picture book dummies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, these guys, three of them. It was such a pain in the butt to make. <laughs> would, would those, okay, were they? That was post storyboarding. That was that was in between scripting, storyboarding. Then you made these. Then you did the illustrations. Is that how it worked? Uh, okay, so I scripted the story. Yeah. Then I did the thumbnails. Then I put the two together, and then those two together went through several rounds of changes. Okay. So for myself, and you know, I I, I wish I could give credit to the <laughs> the courses that I did on children's book making, but I honestly. I did a bunch of them and I can't remember which was which, but um, like what I did was I, I really tried to intensely question my story, right? So um, 
like one of the, one of the, the things that you do with your illustrations is you, is you ask a bunch of questions like, um, am I using the space correctly? You know, like the negative space and the, and the positive space. Am I drawing the uh, reader's eye in a certain mm. flow? Yeah, like this one. Like this one starts up, goes down, goes up, and then eventually lands on the um, silhouettes. Right. And then it even continues a little bit more. Like you'll see the light is, is drawing your eye in that direction. Right. Yeah. So it's stuff like that, you know. Um, so I would, I would do those rounds of questioning for the illustration side. And then there was also rounds of questioning for the story side. Like, am I following a, a story arc? Am I building enough tension? Um, all that kind of stuff. So I went through my own rounds of changes there. And then I went through rounds of changes with uh, Brooke. And then the last thing is like the final polishing or the, the, the finishing off of the illustrations. Uh, and even there, like I had so many self changes for myself that I just had to start like an Excel document because I was losing track. And, and which brings me to, I suppose, the biggest lesson that I learned was, um, was the determination to, to pull all the way through. Because right. like there were many times during, from the beginning of, of starting of starting the development and design of this book uh, till the end where I was like, man, the story sucks. No one's going <laughs> to like that. <laughs> Maybe I should stop and go to another one of my story ideas. Um, and I just had to sort of convince myself like, no, I need to finish a product no matter how I feel about it. And my feelings went up and down. Like that's, you know, I, I, I hope that that's something that I can sort of resonate with with other authors, I at least hope so. <laughs> right. That other authors are sort of feeling the same way from beginning to end of their book, uh, where they're like, "Oh man, I should give up," you know. Um, uh, yeah, but I had to I had to push through. So so I, I took all of my like scribbled notes and I put them into an Excel document and I had a status next to it that said, "Done in progress," uh, or or haven't started in progress and done, and I just worked through it until I got to the end. Uh, and even during that process, you know, you spot stuff along the way right? where you're like, oh, you know, got to fix this or, uh, you know, you got to worry about your character continuity. Like, like the one that jumps to mind is I had changed the, the texture on the farmer's beard, but that was like in the middle of doing changes to all the illustrations. And I noticed that it wasn't the same on every page. So then I had to oh, go okay. and apply it. And there were, there were a bunch of those. Uh, sort of character continuity uh, visual stuff that I had to fix. Mm -hmm. um, the cave wall was another one. Like, uh, yeah, there were just a bunch of them. Right. Mm. So what was your... So at, at, at what point um, did you bring in the editor? Did you bring it in from right from the first draft or you already had your Procreate illustrations done? I guess at what point would your would your advice be for for children's book authors to bring in an editor? It's during the scripting of it, or um, or once you kind of have a first draft of already art laid out. So so look, I think it's it's probably different for mm. author illustrators versus uh, just straight authors, right? So right. so for straight authors, you know, you you, I, it's after your what maybe your second draft, third draft. Right. Um, so you draft it out, 
uh, reread it, let it marinate. Marination's a big thing. You've got to let things marinate. Because <laughs> the next morning you'll be like, oh, they, I've got an idea, or that sucked, or whatever, you know? Anyway, so first draft, let it marinate. Um, then you do your second draft. And depending on how you feel about it, maybe do your third. Um, but whether it's second or third, maybe then bring in your editor. I could be completely wrong about this. I'm not a straight author. <laughs> so, so, so for Author Illustrator, um, I feel like the right time was when I had a bunch of, uh, I would say it was my, maybe my, my, my third iteration of sketches where I felt like the sketches were uh, close enough hmm. to the finals. So, so the third iteration was of the sketches, but with the text accompanying that. So, so and, and remember, at this point, there's no color, right? And I was as happy with the text as I could be on my side. That's the point that I brought in an editor. Okay. Mm. When you were like, all right, this is something I, I, I this is a, this is at, at a stage where I need the feedback. Uh, other than the scarecrow piece, was there um, other things that, you know, through your partner and, the ed and editors that kind of said, hey, listen, you need to, um, I would change this. Was there anything else that was some other things that you really liked, you thought was good, but they said, no, I wouldn't do that? Um, so the, the one that I kind of thought a little bit about was, uh, was definitely the scarecrow thing at the end. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that, uh, that Brooke really helped me out with was the, the order, funny enough, of the screens in the beginning. Um, this is another one where my bad memory is going to kill me. Um, but I, I can't remember how she reordered the beginning couple of pages. Okay. You know, you know, going from like, um, you you know, like he, he's looking through his binoculars at the farm and he's like planning his thing. I, I feel like she swapped those around. Okay. And then I looked at it and I was like, it was actually from that very first change where she, she reordered a bunch of my pages. And I, I even think she got rid of like one or two of them. <laughs> uh, and, and, then I, <laughs> and then I had to be like, okay, what do I put here now? Um, but that reorder of the pages... I was like, my, my first reaction, because again, this is my first book, first time I've worked with a professional editor. Um, so I, and, and I was very aware of, um, you, you know, looking at myself and going, okay, Don, you cannot put your ego in this. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta give like the, the professional, the, the sort of, um, the respect that they're due. Don't fight about stuff. Just try. <laughs> and I thought, Cool, you know, we're drafting here. So what's the worst that could happen? Like, you know, she gives me feedback. I then uh, maybe have to re-sketch a couple of things, uh, you know, change up some text, and then I'll put together another dummy, and I'll, I'll ha I would have had my previous dummy, right? right. So then I'll, I'll, I'll have the dummy with the changes that I may not necessarily agree with, and then I'll read both, and I'll see what the sort of experiences. Then I'll give it to my wife, and I'll let her read it, you know? <laughs> and... Um, so yeah, from that first reorder, and then me going, I'm not sure about these the, the, the order of these changes. I had I had it in a certain order, 
the page order for a reason because it had this flow and I was convincing myself and whatever. And then, um, and then I read it and I was like, this works way better. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. So being open to this stuff is a good thing. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, she's worth the money. Just, right. just do it. Just, right. just do it. Cause you're not going to see stuff, you know, you're going to think that your stuff is awesome. Right. So that's, that's the whole reason that you get like an outside person with a lot of, a lot of experience in like, the children's book market, like decades of looking at like lots and lots and lots of books. You know, part of my research was to read lots of um, uh, picture books, but like there's no way I could compete like whatever it is, 10 years of, of um, putting out books through traditional publishing houses, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> So where would you, what would be your advice if somebody says, Hey, you know, I got, I, I got a good, I got a good book. Um, Arthur, where'd you find your editor? Where would be a good place to, to start looking? Uh, look, I find Brooke on Reedsy. Um, okay. So Reedsy's, Reedsy's cool because, you know, it's got a certain uh, credibility. Um, they also have a bunch of reviews on there. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it's like their CV, right? For all these different okay. So you can, you can read on there and just get a feel for them. You know, what, whatever, sort of strikes your um, particular stuff that you're looking for. Yeah. So if you go, if you go into the marketplace then you'll see, you know, they've got professionals ordered by like uh, sort of the de development process of your, of your book. So right from, uh, what is it like editing? I don't know the steps, but anyway, right. it's there on the side. <laughs> right. They've got a marketing tab. Uh, they've got an editing, they've got a uh, website tab, all that kind of stuff. Nice. So, so yeah, I found her there. I uh, Then what I did, another cool thing that Reedsy does is um, it allows you to select um, a group of them, I think up to like five um, different uh, editors. Um, and that's what I did. I didn't, I, I didn't know Brooke. I didn't uh, at the time. Mm. And... Um, I selected a, a handful of them and I sent a proposal to each of them uh, or request for quote, sorry. Uh, and then some of them got back to me, well, all of them got back to me. Uh, and I just kind of went with like the best price for the best value and the best experience that I could get, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's like, like, and that's a good point too, is like when it comes to these kind of things, it's like um, the best price isn't always the lowest price. It's, what you're going to get your the best value for that's it that's it yeah. so like i i if i uh, and I, look i don't think there are uh, people like this on Reedsy, but i mean if if there was a person that had a very low price but like their rest of their profile sucked i would not have gone i'd rather go for more <laughs> expensive i'd rather actually wait you know i'd rather wait for like two three months if i can't afford it like right. save up that cash because the yeah. thing is like you know if, if you're a person that's not just doing this for your family and friends, you know, you're, you're looking to build a career here, right. um, getting a really, really great professional to work on your book is super important. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and so what else? So it, it's amazing to see that, you know, your book itself is, you know, great, right. You know, great story, great art. At what point would you say, for instance, because you got stories in your head, 
where would you would you ever be in a position where you would say, hey, listen, uh, can somebody write this for me and I'll illustrate it? Or would you say, let me write out a book. Can you illustrate it? What would, or you're very good at wanting to just be, do both. Like what would, to, as you say, making this a career um, and you needed to produce more, what would you, what would you lean towards? Wow, that yeah, that that's a good question um, because it, it, look, it's something that I've, I've bounced around a lot in my head. Right. Is is this um, this idea of uh, wanting to eventually ramp up? You know, mm -hmm. like like I could see myself uh, um, writing and illustrating uh, at least four a year, right. uh, but that's only at the point where you know I'm I'm earning a full time income and I can spend the mm -hmm. time. So that's like what, like, like one every three months, right? Um, but then, you know, what if I want to ramp up? Should I take um, jobs where someone else has written the story and I, I just illustrate? Um, or the other way around, like you say, if I if I write and get somebody else to illustrate, um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think for me. Like the answer that came to my head was eventually. Yeah. Eventually, but also um, I feel as though I have a particular uh, brand that I want to back. Right. Um, and it's, it's a brand, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the reason I got into, into this, aside from the fun of doing it, um, is, you know, I want to make stories that I, I would want as a kid. That I would want to buy now, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like I still see picture books like on shelves that I'm like, you know, damn, that looks amazing. I want to buy it myself, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that I want to make. So, so I don't think I would ever be like an illustrator where, um, you know, like an illustrator for hire, where if I got a story, I would take that illustration job for the money. Right. I would look at the story and go, does this fit something that I'm happy to put my name on right. that would f almost be synergistic with my brand? Right. So yeah, then I would definitely take those stories. Um, on the writing side, um, look, I've got, I know I've got a good couple of years <laughs> of, of uh, like learning to get better at both the writing and the illustration. Uh, I feel as though the writing i i i feel as though, like i'm a little bit further ahead in my development with the illustration because i've been doing it like right. um for a lot of my life you know um, but the writing side is is definitely new and scary for me <laughs> so i need to i need a lot more practice before i get to the point where i'm like busy writing stories and and, and going out to other illustrators having said that um you know it is still very attractive to me because I feel like part of part of my brand is um, is like is very strange illustration. Um, I, I really really like that. Like like the kind of picture books and even graphic novels, like where where the artwork is odd. Like it's really weird. Right. <laughs> it's weird, but it speaks to you. You know, um, like like I know 
in this book, I was trying to be very safe, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I didn't, I didn't go too abstract because it was my first. I was like, you know, trying to like make something good. Like the the little bit of art that I put in here was like the the farmer's eyes like being like weird. <laughs> yeah. And and I know like I, I want to lean more into that kind of like strangeness. Right. Um, as I as I get more confidence in my work and, and as I put out more and more books and, and as people um, sort of uh, sort of look at my brand and go, hey, you know, like this guy's known for this. Uh, let me try his new weirder thing. I mean, that's, that's also part of my, uh, my career plan is uh, I want to also eventually mess around with a bunch of different mediums, you know. Mm. Uh, which is a side benefit for me. I mean, I've always wanted to spend time uh, like getting more in-depth and more um, sort of skilled at illustration. And what better way to do that than make it your job, right? Right. It just before this, it never occurred to me. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of other smarter people who knew what they wanted to do with their lives. <laughs> they went to art school first, you know, and then they got art jobs and all that kind of stuff. I had to go through like seven years uh, of corporate <laughs> right. to, to figure out that, hey, maybe I should do this art thing. It's great. No, because you say in your your uh, your your bio on your on your website, um, and, you know, it, it mentions on there. It, it mentions on there that um, um, you're an author, illustrator uh, and a dad and a geek with a deep love for fantastic stories. Um uh, how does the dad piece fit into your inspiration of writing children's books? Sure, not much. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like I have to explain that one, right? Because I thought it would. <laughs> I really, really did think it would. But like, you know, I suppose a lot of parents like find this out, you know, like whatever job that you do, your kids are like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, like I've seen, like, even, um, you know, uh, have you seen, like, the Avengers interviews when they talk about the kids? It's exactly the same thing. It's like, right. hey, you know, your dad's like Iron Man or your dad's Thor. What do you think about that? Uh, I like Ant-Man, you know? Like, <laughs> so I thought, I thought, you know, look, I, I still hold out hope that eventually one day, like, he's going to be like, ah, oh, cool. You know, I like uh, my son, Mike, right? Yeah. You know, I like your stuff. I like what you're doing, whatever. Um, but like, <laughs> so far, <laughs> so far he's like, you know, there's some stuff like, like when we read picture books with him, right? Like he's like, he likes some parts of it, but he's not like, like he'd much rather play Minecraft, you know, <laughs> than like sit down and read a book, you know. Right. Um, like he likes some of the illustrations. Like he draws a lot himself as well. Um, but uh, in terms of like with me writing this book, like one of the things I tried to do in the beginning was to like like keep it secret and not show him, you know. And and then when it's done, like be like, here it is. Here's a book. And then just have him go through it without him knowing that it was me to try and get some, you know, like, like unbiased sort of feedback. Right. And yeah, it just didn't work out. Like I'm, I'm working on it at home. You know, he saw the characters, he saw the stuff and whatever. 
And I remember like the first time like I had the book and I was going through it with him and I was like so conscious <laughs> of like watching his face and watching his reactions and all that kind of stuff. And I think he was as well. Like he knew that I was doing that. Right. And he was like, wow, dad, so great. It's amazing. Like he was trying to encourage me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be like brutally honest and just say like, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this career because I enjoy it. You know, right. and, and I think it's probably better that way for me to sort of take that pressure off him to be like, hey, you should go in my direction or, hey, you should really like my stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's better to not have that pressure with right. my son, you know, to just be like, honest with myself and be like, I like drawing pictures. I love stories. I've always loved kids' movies. Um, you know, I still cry to like the... Uh, Kung Fu Panda movies at the end, you know, like I love them that much. Like I've right. always loved comics as well. Um, it's my thing, you right. know. Um, and if kids enjoy it, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So, so Arthur, we're uh, knocking at the top of the hour already. So. Wow. Yeah. I'm see, sure that was quick. <laughs> it goes quick. <laughs> So if people are interested in um, wanting to uh, check out your book. Uh, Strangekin Press is that the best place to 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 find it? Yeah, that's the one. All right, good. Yeah, you can hit the the shop button and boom, right there you can buy it. It's uh, available on paperback, hardcover, and ebook. So, yeah, cool. Just like that. Um, and uh, what's next? What's uh, what's uh, what's next for Strangekin Press? Um, so, yeah, so like I was saying earlier, so I, I, I'm going to put together, so I'm going to go this literary agent route. Right. Um, I've got three ideas. So they say, they say when you, when you query an agent, you should have, uh, so your best work first, but then you should also mention that you've got like three others waiting in the wings. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to need to work. I've got three ideas for standalone books. Um, so I'm going to need to just flesh that out um, and come up with a fourth idea, right? So I'm just going to need to skim through my book ideas right. um, to get up to four in the book submission package. Um, I think the requirements are, so like the full color cover, the full story written out, and the rest of the pages at least sketched out. As well as one, oh, one full, so it's a full color cover, one full spread, one page color as well, but like probably vignettes on that page. And then the rest is like, can be rough sketches. So I'm going to get like at least three or four books up to that point. Okay. At that point, then I'm going to query an agent and we'll see, you know, like um, if, if uh, they want one of those books, then that'll probably go through. The, the, the whole process, you know, going out to tr traditional publishing houses. If they pick it up, as everybody knows, it could be a year or two years before that book actually hits shelves. Again, I'm in it for the long haul, so I don't mind. Um, I also know that they are definitely going to reject some books. Those books, I'm probably going to self-publish. So. <laughs> 
so yeah, that's that's what's next. Stuff is stuff is coming. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, make so make sure Arthur, when your next book comes out, come back on the show. Please, I would love that. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. I'd love to have at least four. I'll be like Bonnie. Look at my four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I can res- I can schedule it earlier, so you don't have to be up at two o'clock in the morning where you are. So you can do that. Well, now that I know that, that would be yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 let you go, and then I'll let you get some sleep. How about that? Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. What's the time by you? Uh, almost 8 p.m. here, so. Yeah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>